Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. This evening's topic is about love and relationships mixed with, you know, a cancer diagnosis with a loved one. Every relationship is different, whether you're looking for a relationship after your diagnosis, if you're in a relationship during your diagnosis, it's the most difficult part in your life. And you're looking to explore relationships and be with somebody else and kind of help you through that most difficult part in your life. So today we're just going to kind of look into, you know, our relationships and how they changed and helped us throughout this journey of our lives. So I guess my first question is, if you're currently in a relationship, if you're out of a relationship, how long you've been with that significant other. And one thing that you are looking for in a relationship or that you love about your significant other, I guess those would be my first couple questions that maybe we can do as like an introductory question leading to today's topic. So I guess if it's okay, we could go first. So I'm Megan Dressler. This is my husband, Dakota Dressler. We've been together for 10 years. I was diagnosed with leukemia in 2017, and he was with me before, during, and after my entire treatment. We've been best friends ever since, and I think that's kind of what we look for in each other is just being best friends with each other, supporting each other through the most difficult parts in not only my life, but his life, and just supporting each other through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Allie um, Snyder. I am 21. I was diagnosed with lymphoma in 2019 when I was 19. And I have been with my boyfriend for four years. We were together before, during, after treatment as well. One thing I really like about our relationship is that we have a lot of trust in each other. And we also have like a best friend dynamic where we feel really comfortable with each other. So like when I was going through treatment, I had all doubts like, how are you going to love me, you know, like this, but was never a problem. And I think feeling comfortable, like a best friend with your partner is like really important to me. I'm Emily. I'm currently 26. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer when I was 23. I had a boyfriend before I was diagnosed and then during treatment and then a little bit after and probably this past May, we broke up, but I am with someone different now. Uh, we've been together end of October. Like it's official, official since November. Like I don't doubt it at all. Like when I was with my old boyfriend, like we, I obviously like had doubts, like the doubts you have during treatment when you're just like, Oh, like how's this ever going to work out? Like there's so many things uncertain, but I mean, just in our situation, like as we went on, I was just, it just kind of became more clear. Like, this isn't what I'm looking for. We're like, the trust isn't there. I don't know. It, we just didn't mesh. But that's obviously like not the case with my current boyfriend. Like, we were best friends and all that stuff. My name is Brady Lucas. I'm 25 years old. I was diagnosed with 
ALL, so acute lymphoblastic leukemia at age eight. Then I relapsed at age 14. I have only known relationships after a cancer diagnosis. So I had to navigate relationships very interesting with everyone. So my current fiance, Julia, we have been together for almost five years now. And she's definitely my rock by better 99%, as I tell everybody. And I think what I really looked for in a relationship all along with within, especially now, was someone that could I could be best friends with, as many other people already said, but also someone that I could be upfront and honest about my past and potential complications that may happen in the future. I'm Sammy. I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer when I was 18. I'm currently 25. I have also really only known serious relationships post-cancer. I met my current boyfriend, Greg, four and a half, almost five years ago now at this point. We've officially been together for about four and a half years. And the thing that I personally was looking for the most in a relationship was a sort of like understanding and grace to meet me where I am and to understand sort of like where I'm coming from. Hi, everyone. I'm Casey. I'm 26 years old. I was diagnosed with leukemia at age 22. I've been dating my girlfriend, Haley, for about five and a half years now. So similar to some others uh, before, during, and after. And on top of what everyone else has said, I think one thing that I really enjoy about our relationship is that we just have fun doing what can be almost nothing. And that was really helpful and really important going through treatment because that can be scary and very not fun at times. So just to have those lighter moments throughout treatment uh, made things a a whole lot better. Yeah. And then I'm Haley. I'm Casey's girlfriend. Echoing Casey's thoughts and obviously you can feel like he's my best friend as well. But I also feel like we're so comfortable around each other, which was good throughout treatment because there are a lot of ups and downs and things that aren't always comfortable. Um, So I think that made it easier for us to be able to talk openly, candidly about everything going on. And then I also just feel like I love that Casey makes me want to be a better person. I feel like I am who I am, but I'm the best me when I'm with him. Um, And he accepts me for all of that. I'm Abby. Um, I was diagnosed with ALM when I was 22, and I'm 26 now. And I had been dating Jake, who's unfortunately at work right now. But um, we've been dating for like, I think just shy of two years when I was diagnosed. So it definitely kind of like matured our relationship best. But I think we just came stronger out the other end. And like everyone said, it's like just so nice to have someone that you can truly be like your weird self around. So I know we really appreciate that about each other. I'm Casera. I'm 28. I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma back in August of 2020. My husband and I, we've been together just shy of nine years. We've been married for five. So he was with me before, during, and after treatment. One thing I'd probably say, it's just nice to have like that person, like the one you can trust and know that they're going to be there in the nighttime when you're not feeling good or during the day when you just don't have the energy to do stuff and they're there to pick you up when you're down and you need that extra help. Hi, I'm Gus. I'm 26 now. I was actually diagnosed when I was 17 with a rare um, pediatric germ cell cancer. So I was actually single throughout my treatment about a year and a half after, until I finished high school. So it was interesting after um, 
when you're dating someone trying to meet you too, you eventually you, you bring up having cancer. It's a big part of your life story. Some people find it really fascinating, interesting. Other people kind of, they're not sure how to respond. They're not, um, they're not able to relate to it. So it was um, definitely um, reactions varied a lot. So currently I am single now. So I guess you see I'm kind of dating myself, which is pretty cool. So, you know, I wake up, I spend time with myself, I watch the movies. Yeah, I can't complain. Um, sometimes I fight with myself. It's hard. Like last night, I didn't know if I want to watch Monday Football Dance with the Stars, but I'm making it work. So I think I'm more serious. You know, like once you know who you are, you get yourself, then you can date someone else. So it, it'll it'll work out. Don't worry. But I'm, I'm happy with myself. So. Okay. Well, I guess we can move on to the uh, the first couple questions here. So my first question that I have is, how did your diagnosis affect your relationship? In what ways was it harder? In what ways was it easier? So for me, I was going to college in North Carolina. So I was already long distance um, with my boyfriend. So we would meet with each other like every couple of weeks. So we would like meet halfway like in Virginia or he would come visit for holidays or I would go visit. So once I got diagnosed, it was really hard for me to like leave the state. I was really sick and it was hard for me. So he, it kind of put, made me feel a little bit lonely, but he really made an effort every couple of weeks to try to take off work and spend long weekends. Like some, he would drive 12 hours just to spend like three days with me. And two of those days I would be sleeping. <laughs> like I, I remember one time he, he um, came to North Carolina and took me to a movie and I fell asleep before the previews even ended. I remember we got home and I was like, that was a really good movie. He's like, you're sleeping. I'm like, yeah, but it was never like a problem. It was just like spending the quality time together. Um, but it was still pretty hard because he's someone I wanted there every day, you know, to be with and for comfort, but he put in a bigger effort and definitely matured our relationship. I know that. So being that my relationship was after my cancer diagnoses, obviously at the beginning, I had to address some very hard issues that were from the beginning, one of them being fertility. So within the first couple of months of us talking, I had to have the talk that, you know, I may not be able to have kids because I didn't really want to invest in a relationship and wanted to make sure that it was fair to Julia that she knew up front that she was getting herself into a relationship like that. I also think it made me very selective in who I was putting myself into a relationship with, being that the person had to truly understand my past and truly understand the potential consequences in the future, uh, need be if there were any associated with long-term side effects and things like that. I think also it's kind of, we're continuing to discover what the long-term effects of treatment have been, both psychological and physical. So I think trying to navigate those long-term as well with each other has been a big part and a big growing opportunity for both of us to continue to mature together, continue to love each other and continue to have the best relationship possible. I feel like I have the most like, I don't know, negative review of the situation, but I don't know, diagnosis and the whole process. I really, nothing really made things better. And it ultimately ended not in a good way, but I mean, and it is scary, like going into a new relationship and then, cause obviously there's Facebook and everything like they can Facebook stalk you if that's their want or desire or whatever. So it does come up and you're like, 
it's awkward to bring up. You're like, so did you see that? Like, how far back did you look at my history? But it was all good. We talked about it. And he was like, oh, no, it's like, fine. Like, like, don't worry about it. Like, you shouldn't be ashamed. Like, it's not like I was ashamed of it. it was, it's just nervous talking about it, I guess. But my boyfriend made me feel very comfortable about it. And he'll talk to me about it and ask questions about it and everything. And I think like with being diagnosed, you learn so much about yourself with, you know, how you're handling, handling your emotions, how you're handling the entire situation. And you not only learn about yourself, but you learn about the person you're with and how they're taking everything in. So, you know, like Emily, like you realize how things can change and it's perfectly okay for things to change and it's perfectly okay to move on and do new things. So I think with just coming to an understanding within yourself, like, you know, figuring out what you truly want in your relationship and what's best for you, especially in that, you know, fragile part in your life with everything. So I think it's just, you know, the figuring out process of everything. For us, we were long distance. I was still in college. He was away at work. I had to endure all of that to get the diagnosis. I mean, my family was there, but the person that meant the world to me wasn't there. But at the same time, my parents were in constant contact with him all the time. And he would drive every weekend three and a half hours home to stay with me for the weekend in Hershey. So just having him there and being able to spend that time with him meant the world to me. And I think that just being apart was the hardest thing for, for us to endure. I think the easiest part was like Connor and Casey said, like just figuring out to how to have fun doing absolutely nothing. So just like sitting and watching TV or doing a puzzle or hanging out, making like having the nurses hang out with us, just doing a whole bunch of fun things, you know, in the hospital or like if you're super exhausted, just spending time together. So we were able to just figure out how to do that. I learned to sleep anywhere. Yeah. The hospital couch is not a good, not a good bed. (laughs) What's the biggest thing that you learned during? that time with your significant other about what you want in a relationship. So for example, Dakota and I, we really learned how to communicate with each other. Communication was key, you know, not only talking about how I felt physically, but how I felt mentally. And I think that was a big hurdle that I had to face was, you know, just letting him know what was going on inside my head. Cause I feel like For me, anyway, it was very difficult to talk to him about my mental status with everything. So I think just communication was key for both of us and the big thing that we took away from the whole journey. And it was on both parts because I had to learn to communicate with you because at the same time that you were going through something really difficult, I also went through certain stuff and I didn't want to in my head, I didn't want to burden you with what I was going through. And that over time, that builds up and eventually it has to come out. So just learning to talk to each other in a different way than what you're used to. 
overall it carried over into normal everyday life. I think I definitely agree. Communication was a big one that we had to learn. You learn communicating in your relationship, but I feel like going through cancer, put it on like a different level and making sure like how to express yourself and get your point across and your feelings. But I also think for me too, a big one was learning to lean on him a little bit more than just depend on myself for those days that I really needed it most. And like, I just needed the extra help or support. So that was a big one too. Sort of going off of that, I also have like a really hard time asking for assistance or like asking for help. I so badly want to be independent. And although I wasn't with my boyfriend during treatment, after then, I've sort of like let him in more and more about like, I always forget to take this medication or whatever. And so learning to be open about that, like appreciating him, like texting me every day at that time to take my medication and like learning that you can sort of rely on somebody else to help you through the tough times. I would say something like that I learned during treatment and being in a relationship was that I pretty much had to, in order to accept the love that I needed to feel, you know, any somewhat better during treatment, I had to learn to love myself the way that I was, which was pretty hard for me to understand why people or why my partner would love me the way I am, because it was really hard for me to love myself the way I was at that time. But I had to learn that and I had to understand that I am deserving of love and that, you know, Ryan does love me like this. It doesn't matter that I'm bald or, you know, I have really bad days sometimes. And I, th I think that was something that I, that we learned together during this. When I think of like what was the most valuable to learn about our relationship during it is, and I think. It's what um, some other people touched on. It's part of like how in a relationship to like ask, ask for support and know when you just need that extra help. I think part of it is like trying to find the idea of dating, right? Is to find someone who you want to be with through good and bad times. And so with all the support and just different things that Haley did throughout, I think that was just like something that I learned like, okay, I can, you know, I have that, I have that support system in place. Um, even when things don't look so great. So coming from my experience, I guess one thing that I learned is in the situation I was in, it's always, it always came across as, oh, like it would be horrible to like end things here. Like, I, I feel like it sounds really bad, but like for his side, I'm sure for the other person, they don't want to be, oh, the one that broke up with the sick girl or like, I don't want to be the one that ended things over, I don't know, being sick, whatever. But I guess I learned it's okay. It doesn't have to be all about the fact that you were sick, I guess. Life is life. And if things are going to end, they're going to end. Well, I guess one thing I found really um, valuable was um, this story after my treatment, I met someone was um, this person I knew, she was really good at listening. So even though, like, as you guys don't know, having cancer is really hard and traumatic. There's a lot of things that happen that we really don't know. I guess partner, it's okay to have a partner who doesn't, they might not know the right answers and solutions, but they're able to listen. It's, it, it brings a lot of, it really is consoling. It's actually really good therapy. So I guess in terms of, we talk a lot about communication, 
you can find somebody kind of just listening to their problems, even though they don't know what's really going on. The fact that they listen, they care, that can actually really make a big difference. I think that's really good therapy. And a lot of ways, that kind of heal a lot of the pain and trauma people feel, especially if they have cancer. So I think that's something I found really valuable is you can find something you can really listen to your cancer, even beyond that, their problems. I guess that gave me a lot of self-reflection. It's also good to listen to other people's problems, too. That can help them as well. So I guess that's one thing I learned myself. The biggest thing I learned was commitment. And it probably sounds bad, but I was the type of individual that always lived in the moment and wouldn't look past a week or two weeks ahead. And obviously in a relationship, you need to look past and look, look far ahead. And I think part of the underlying was I never wanted to let my significant other partner down in the future, whether that be a relapse or whether that be another problem that comes up along the way. So I think that commitment piece was huge for me to learn. And it's a growing, continuing thing that I learned. I think it took until I saw a psychologist and I continued to kind of work through it with Julia to ensure that that the best place mentally for our relationship to get engaged, but also eventually be married. This next topic is kind of for the significant others. It's how did your loved one's diagnosis affect you? And what were your initial thoughts upon hearing of their diagnosis? I know we were reading over the questions earlier today and it just kind of hit home between us. It was just a, just a different question to think through and take in all of those emotions again. I know for myself, I was, okay, let's go. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to get all the treatment I can get, and I'm going to come back as best as I can. For me, it was a, it was a bit different because I was so far away. And he got a phone call. That's how he was I, told was the phone I call. Was, I was in the middle of work, and I got a phone call from your mom, and she told me that you had cancer. The first thought I had was, I might lose you. And that was really difficult for me to comprehend but then that night I had to make the drive to Hershey from Pittsburgh ended up sleeping on the table in her room five o'clock in the morning but then in addition to that because she was being treated so far away from me I chose to change completely change my career so I could have a job closer to where we live and that was a huge change for us which I'm glad that you did that because it means that he was closer. He could take me to my appointments. He could be with me for blood draws and things like that. And with treatments and going back for testing and everything, you know, there's that sense of almost like a PTSD, almost the stress and anxiety of going back to the doctor. So with having him so close, it was almost, he was almost kind of like that calming person that could just calm me down and be there with everything as well. And I think it really helped because whenever I lived so far away, I could only be there two or three days a week. Whereas whenever I lived near home, I could be there almost any day if you needed me to. Speaking as Casey's girlfriend at the time, it was definitely shell shock. It was like the day or two before our graduation when he was diagnosed and I was the one that drove him to the hospital. I think I was like super surprised because I just like did not think that a healthy 22 year old boy could be diagnosed with cancer. And then I think I immediately just started freaking out because I didn't want to lose him either. And that's kind of the first 
place your head goes when you hear cancer, right? You don't know the severity. You don't understand what's going on just yet. And your head goes to the worst case scenario. Moving forward, you know, I think we were able to have really strong communication with Casey's team at Hershey. And I I think I felt a little bit better, but it was still scary throughout. But I really shoved down all of my emotions and I think how I was feeling because I just wanted to be the best caretaker that I could be for Casey. And I didn't want to kind of like, I think someone said earlier, like burden him with the anxiety or the stress that, that I was going through. I needed to kind of be his rock for him in the situation as he was going through, you know, mental and physical things. And I was just really going through the mental thing. So honestly, I still haven't really revisited those emotions to this day. I tried to still shove down all of them because it's, it is still tough to bring up, even though he's done treatment. I just, it's just, it still was a traumatic experience. I think for both of us, even if I didn't actually get the chemo or the cancer diagnosis myself. And then I just think what struggled I struggled with the most was I'm a fixer and I like to fix things and I could not fix this. And so I definitely took on mom mode a little bit. And I think mom to Casey quite a bit and moved in with him and his mom. And I just, I needed to like be with him to make sure he was okay because I just couldn't fix it for him. So it was definitely a struggle bus, but I think at the end of the day, I try to look on the bright side of things and it definitely brought us a lot closer together. I think it gave us a lot of great perspective in our relationship. And he was extremely positive throughout the whole experience, even as he was getting pumped with drugs and blood transfusions and this, that, and the other thing. So I think that really made the process easy as well for me to remain positive when I could see that he wasn't really freaking out so much as well. But yeah, it was tough. I mean, it's not easy to hear that, but it was just tough. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.